0: Another Wednesday night in the books, and you're back here on Wrestling Inc. It is your Wrestling Inc. post-Wednesday night wrestling podcast. It is uh, February, or yes, February the 10th, and I'm your host, Justin Labar, being joined by, he's now one of our regulars here on every uh, every single Wednesday. Uh, you can read all of his great work in Forbes. Most recently, I had an interview with the one and only John Cena, where he talks to Cena about, Hey, John, are you actually not going to go to Mania? <laughs> and a whole lot of other things. I'm talking about our good friend, Alfred Kunwa. Alfred, how are you?
1: Great to be here. Uh, Thank you for that shout out. It was a lot of fun. Uh, John Cena is a great guy. He uh, was very insightful in our interview and uh, I really recommend you check it out. But uh, he did double down on that whole thing of not going to WrestleMania. So hate to burst your bubble, but uh, he did leave a glimmer of hope. You're going to have to read the article to see what he said.
0: And you can check that out at Forbes.com. Matt Morgan is scheduled to be joining us. So so we expect uh, him to be in Gorilla and do a run in here any moment. So stick with us, folks, if you're waiting for the seven foot blueprint but we're not going to waste time it is uh the clock is ticking here on the east coast and the clock is ticking everywhere else everybody's wanting to talk about what happened of course we had a go home show tonight for nxt as they got their vengeance pay-per-view uh takeover special this sunday night uh another plug for us cheap plug for wrestling inc triple h will be doing his normal uh pre-takeover call tomorrow and so we will have full coverage both on my personal social media of at justin Labar as well as uh at wrestling inc Uh, alfred you can be on that call
1: Uh, Yeah, I probably will be on that call. I I try to make it a habit to attend those, so I'll probably be on that one.
0: So there we go. So plenty of coverage from all your favorites here uh, at Wrestling Inc., Forbes, and otherwise. Uh, So that'll be tomorrow morning at 11.30 a.m. Eastern time. So we have that for NXT, and then AEW uh, coming off of their uh, beach blast that they had last week. Uh, A lot of follow-up, of course, the biggest story being Kenta, who shows up from uh, New Japan, and he's going to be involved in the main event. He's going to be part... uh, And I don't think they advertised this, Alfred. I don't think we heard about it until Dynamite started. Is that correct? Because I don't remember seeing throughout today's buzz of kent having a match
1: yeah no i don't think we did i did remember hearing that they're going to do like a lights out or something like that um but I, I don't know if this was much advertised until uh, recently
0: yeah a little surprising but uh but nonetheless um that was what they were going to build their i think show they were supposed
1: and- to do it going off the air last week and they just ran out of time they got crunched and they might have like squeezed it in there but yeah i don't really remember this being advertised
0: and that would make sense because they, have uh, more so than uh, for a lot of shows recently, I feel like Dynamite has really been, and it's been 10, 9, 8, yeah. get out, get out, get yeah. out.
1: You see Aubrey just working her ass off like, hey, guys, go home, go home.
0: And she is the best ref. I, yes. I, I do think she's the best ref that they have. And I, you can see when she's like, yeah. just GD and then like, what you guys go. <laughs> so, all right, well, let's uh, let's go ahead and kick off AEW Dynamite first. Uh, as we go through both uh, shows, I thought entertaining. So uh, please stick with us if you haven't seen both shows. Uh, I, I think both are worth talking about here. And we kick it off with a TNT championship match between champion Darby Allen defending up against Joey Janela. Joey Janela, uh, you know, a bit of a slow start in the first year and a half with Dynamite considering that he was one of the uh, initial guys announced at that Jacksonville rally a couple years ago. But he's starting off 21 a little bit better. I think he was 2-0 and coming into this match, and they noted that. Uh, and this match, Alfred, I thought this was a little. It, it was a good match. It was not the match I expected. It was a little more uh, technical, uh, for lack of a better description. Yeah. I mean, there were there were some big spots. You know, the, the the dropping of of Darby on the on the apron, and of course we saw some suicide dives. But uh, but again, not just not as just hardcore spot crazy uh, that. I guess maybe you'd think when you think of these two guys in the ring together, uh, all in all, though, you know, let Janela get, uh, get some hope and get some, some shine, make you feel like he might have a uh, chance. But at the end of the day, Allen hits the coffin drop, and he does get the win, one, two, three. So Darby Allen, who's obviously on a path with Sting to go on to a uh, street fight with Team Taz, you know, you're not going to see him lose the title right now.
1: Yeah, we kind of should have known. I I just thought it was so funny watching this match. I thought I was, it felt like I was being ribbed because it's like these two guys who they've had matches together in PWG that were insane. And the buzz for this match was they're going to have this crazy hardcore match Look at Darby and Joey Janela, two daredevils. They go in there, and they're doing rest holds. They're doing hammer locks, and they're technical. And it was a really fun match to watch, but there were no weapons or anything like that. It kind of makes sense because the main event was very filled with plunder and stuff like that. So maybe they wanted to stay away. But at the same time, it's like, what's the craziest thing that we can do in the ring uh, as Joey Janela and Darby Allen? Oh, I know. Let's not do anything crazy. And it was a good match.
2: I really liked it. Matt Morgan. So, so this, is, this is a, a situation where... I want to halfway praise them, and then I also want to say, what the hell? I want to praise them because I get on matches, especially early matches, opening matches and things like that, of doing things that are going to be repeated later on that night. When I was wrestling, you couldn't even use the same rest hold that anybody else was using in any match after you. Like, so you had to be creative, even if it was as boring as a bear hug, The in the good. Then nobody, I would go to every match and I because I, I was the heel. Therefore, I'm the one leading the match. I would go to every other match and say, hey, what are you guys doing in your match? What's your finish? And uh, what holds you doing? So then I wouldn't repeat it, right? It shows you know what you're doing and your respect for those that are coming after you and you want it to be different. Um, so with that said, uh, getting that out of the way, um, what the hell? Guys, it, if, if there was ever a time for you all to jump off the side of a building and do the crazy crap that y'all do. This was the time because uh, this is why – I don't want to say this is why, like, you know, you're there, but this is what separates you. You guys are supposedly the ones that do this better, the the craptastic wrestling, better than anybody does, Uh, you know? So, so like, this was your opportunity. And you know that they got backstage and, like, you know what? All these guys – I'm sick of everybody and all these internet pundits saying all we could do is – you know, hardcore style wrestling and high spots and crazy stuff. I could wrestle. You could wrestle. Let's show them. Let's go out there and let's show them. No.
0: Well, and, and Matt, to the point, I don't know if you caught Alfred. I know you're just coming on. A bit, you know, but like Alfred said, it might have been. that might, They might have had that match planned out. And then maybe they talked to an agent. And an agent said, uh, no, we have a false gun anywhere street fight as the main event. We can't have you guys out doing yes. that.
2: Right. So that, that means, okay, then get creative. Yeah. They get creative. They're super creative. We're talking about guys that have set like fireworks off down each other's pants. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like they've firecrackers, like they do crazy stuff. Um, I'm, I wasn't calling for it. I'm just saying like, who knows what was in their head or why they did it. Um, but ultimately for the show, they did what you're supposed to do guys.
1: I think you hit the nail right on the head as to why they did it, Matt, when you were talking about maybe there is a point of pride where these two guys are professional wrestlers, even though they do specialize in hardcore matches, right. maybe they did get together saying, no, you screw all these guys who think that we're just spot monkeys. Let's go out there and wrestle and show them that we can actually do moves and holds and whatnot and be complete wrestlers. Maybe it was just a personal mission for both of them to go out and show that yeah. they don't need a weapon, and have a good match.
2: And I bet you it transitioned into that. I bet you they saw what was going on in the main event. They were told by an agent, hey, guys, let's, let's tone it down a little bit tonight uh, in your match. Um, and then, like, you know what? And I bet you it rolled into that.
0: Got a $1.99 super chat from Combo Breaker. He uh, says it's been advertised all week, referencing what Alfred and I were talking about just a minute ago when we said Kenta, Kenta in the main event tonight. And I, I didn't know if, if- – I, that was the first I remember hearing about it was when they announced it during tonight's Dynamite. I wasn't sure if they had been advertising all week. Uh, Combo Breaker says it, it has been.
2: I so. only know about it was because I watched the, after, the special after show clip of Kenny Omega going to the parking lot chasing down Kenta. Mm-hmm. And Ken, he tried to give him the two sweet, hey, brother, welcome to the American club. And he's like, fuck you, Kenny. <laughs> it was pretty funny. <laughs> he totally big league them. Um, but uh, the, he, Kenny right there then called for the match. Okay. On camera. So again, it's like one of those deals like this is what pisses Raj off all the time is like they do these things on tweet Twitter. They'll do it on YouTube. They'll do it on these little side shit shows that Raj makes the argument mainstream fans aren't watching. AEW fans are different. I'm busy. I think we would all agree. I'm the busiest man on the planet. I find time to see it. All of it. You, you know, know, but, so, but you're, not, but you're but, so, so, so AEW fans are watching all this in my opinion
0: yeah which is fine but I, I guess my i guess the counter to that is like if this is supposed to be as big of a deal as aew is letting it be given that this main event platform of this guy coming over from new japan and, and, and this inner inner you know inner brand conflict if it's that big of a deal you the main you want to grab some casual people and say look this big star from japan and they're missing out on this they're not knowing to tune in to see what this supposed big deal was supposed to is going to happen i'm going to so. make
2: the counter argument that and it's gonna piss the chat room off because they love them some Kenta. Yeah, Kenta. I knew who Kenta is. I knew who Kenta was before he even came to NXT. You didn't. Um. Anyways, with that said, um, <laughs> um for, for, for you know I'm right. You know I'm right. Um. Anyways, listen. Um. I don't think mainstream fans would be interested in them. I don't.
0: Yeah. Well, then that begs the question: Is this worth it? Uh, so we're catering <laughs> to. Uh, Weren't you part of our conversation about this last week when I was going off about it? I was here. Yes, I remember. Yeah, I'm just, right. and I'm, I'm still with you. I, 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 I'm, I just, you know, you're, you're, you're catering to uh, these people that are going to watch anyways, and you're, and you're making it really cool that all yes. these people are showing up. But is it worth it at the end of the day? Yes. Uh,
2: I will got, say this, Kenton. Where were you? Uh, Governor, hang on, hang on, hang on. I've been meaning to ask this. Where the hell have you been, Alfred? Oh, well, I was he was he,
0: he he was interviewing John Cena as his new John Cena interview what on said? Forbes.com. Is dropped what just dropped.
2: No John big Cena. deal. No, yeah, no, no, no.
1: <laughs> just off, you know, interviewing this guy who's on a Super Bowl commercial, former WWE champion. No, but I, I will oh. say this: okay, with Kenta, I don't think it's a big deal that Kenta himself is an AEW. I do think it's a big deal that a New Japan star is an AEW. Like that yes. could have been bad luck, Fale. You know, all the love to him, <laughs> whoever it is. I love bad luck, Fale. I want I'm him. just saying, I'm a chance. That's the thing. I'm just saying the fact that a New Japan guy is in AEW is a bigger story. No, no Kenta for that, you're right. To
0: So we'll get back to more Kenta stuff, obviously, uh, when we get to it. Uh, let's keep it moving though. In Dynamite, uh, another big story going on. We see backstage, Sammy Guevara. He brings a cameraman. I do love AEW's awareness of like, okay, there's a camera here. So and they always acknowledge there's a camera here. Yes. Brings the cameraman in, uh, clears out the inner circle dressing room. Everybody except MJF tells the camera to stay. And uh, basically, you know, he and MJF going back and forth. Him saying, you know, uh, you know mjf thought sammy was jealous and then he's like no that's not what it is mjf says to sammy you know you you don't like chris jericho you know you you have a problem with chris jericho sammy of course refuting that and then mjf who had at some point pulled his phone out and 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 and, uh, put it on the table gets sammy to say some things uh and and immediately grabs his phone says okay i'm glad you said that and and sammy realizing oh you've been recording me grabs the phone throws the phone against the wall, and then gives a hell of a gut punch to MJF that takes MJF down to the floor. Uh, so, I mean, guys, what would you think of this? This, this,
2: I liked it. This was good. I like all the details to it, too, the little tiny details, yeah. keeping the cameraman in there, acknowledging the camera. Sounds small, but I dug that. I liked the stuff with the phone even, and that was a hell of a shot to his stomach. Oh, my God
1: these details were not small at all. I think they were the difference between Sammy Guevara being a very credible baby face and just being yeah. a, a standard baby. Face. I think the way this guy is wrestling, he's already going to be a really good baby face. We all know that, but yeah. just how this character acted tonight, he's like the smartest guy on aew tv to where he can't right. be outsmarted with the phone trick he knows that mjf is on his yep. way to try to run a coup of the inner circle just like everyone yep. watching at home he's like the voice of the person watching at home and that's one of the reasons i think he's going to explode as a baby
2: face, because that's, he's on to what they're doing that's a really good point like that's a really good perspective actually that he's the fan at home watching all this going come on wake up chris wake up inner circle don't you see he's working you like that that, and that's really important for a baby face to be relatable that's ultra relatable shit right there so yeah good call
0: yeah i like the drama that's going on and of course the story would expand as the night goes on. we'll get to i like the drama like again i like the acknowledgement of the camera the only thing that's kind of funny is sammy's worried about being recorded and i guess having his words obviously edited and 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 you know what happened, duped by MJF with the phone, but it's like, Sammy, you have a camera right here who's just documented all this. <laughs> Jericho can just go back and see this, and ah, know, <laughs> you know. Ah, but you but for you. gotta suspend a little disbelief, I suppose. You
2: just took like five points away from this for me. Why'd you <laughs> yeah, do that? I didn't even
0: think about that. <laughs> yeah, Jody Shauna Jenkins, five Canadian random thoughts. MJF is so good, the acclaimed are so freaking cool. Kenta is too yeah. small. Please, please, please give me cage destroying everyone.
2: I, that might be my very favorite, the best super chat you have given. You've given lots of good super chats, uh, Jody, Sean and Jenkins, but that is my favorite one thus far. I cannot agree with any of that more. I love, we all love MJF, but acclaimed big fan of them. Love them. I think yeah. they're so different. And they look the part, God forbid, you know, like look like to kick your ass. They look like athletes. Um, and they're talented as hell. I like their gimmick. Ooh, John Cena. no, no, they're not John Cena. um, and uh, Brian Cage,
0: Scream's world champion. I, I don't know what they're doing with him. Yeah, a lot of questions there with Brian Cage. I think he's the
1: AEW equivalent to what Bobby Lashley is in WWE. Uh, Monster, yeah, that You know, he, and looks, he gets protected and you're just like, okay, we're waiting for him to explode. He's got the ingredients and he just just don't go all the way with him.
0: That's a pretty good analogy, Alfred. Yeah. Actually, that's both right? like
1: a million dollars, right? Yeah, yeah. And in
0: a group, and in a group,
1: yeah, and in a group, a well, good and, group too. I and love like, Taz's group.
0: And like, I just realized I have Raj Geary's name thing up under my picture here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> nobody said, any, Nobody said anything. Here we go. Nobody reads them. <laughs> Everybody just assumed I was Raj Geary. Yeah. Um, uh, no, it's a great analogy to make about And here's the thing. Who's that opponent that we all want to see Brian cage have in, in AEW. Cause you know how in WWE it's like, why haven't they done Bobby Lashley versus Brock? Yeah. What, what's the equivalent in AEW? What is it? What is it they need to do with Brian cage?
2: <laughs> they don't have that Brock. They don't have that yeah. big jacked up. believable. Oh, well, no, they don't No, They don't. <laughs> Brian cage is it. Like yeah. he, That's really it. Right.
0: Not yet. They Wardlow's not established to that point yet. Um, no. No. you know, Hey, well I mean I guess Hager maybe. Uh, no, I mean, god
2: not, no. All right, no. Dude, don't get hot. So Bobby Lashley versus Lesnar. Well, no, I'm trying to think of like just
0: two big I'm trying to think of like you know, Hager a shoot fighter. I'm just trying to think yeah. of something, you know.
1: I don't think they don't have an equivalent to that. That's a yeah, yeah I don't think no. they do. All
0: right. They don't. All right, next up we get some tag team action Cody Rhodes and uh, Lee Johnson uh, up against uh, Peter Avalon and Cesar Bonani. Uh good tag match here. Uh, not too too long. The big takeaway though here is um uh, Johnson getting the the pin. He's the one who gets the pin, and he gets a little, uh, you know, uh, shine. little yeah, a little shine. He gets a little celebration promo afterward on the stage.
2: So let me ask you guys something. Do, do, like they don't have much time on this show to get everybody in. Um, Lee Johnson, I was always kind of you know rooting for her, watching did, watching him on dark now for quite a while. Um, but like, is there space? Is, is he somebody they're actually going to really do something with?
1: I mean, I really didn't get that feeling. Watching tonight, you could tell that they're into him and that they gave him the promo and they gave him the win and everything like that. And Jim Ross loves saying big shoddy. <laughs> it's hilarious. But I don't know if we're going to see much more of him consistently. Like, I think the next time we see Lee Johnson, what, maybe three weeks from now, a couple weeks from now, uh, that's kind of the problem with AEW as long as they have one show.
0: Well, it should be noted, he is signed AEW. Tony Khan actually put out a very flattering tweet tonight uh, during yeah. Dynamite. Uh, announcing a signing, but also noting how back when early on in the pandemic, if you guys remember, uh, when they had to do those like crazy ass eight weeks of tapings in like you know a 36 hour period in, in that in the school in Georgia, uh, he put over how Lee, you know, Lee was just a, a, a great hand for them and, and was you know just made all the right first impressions. Um, so good. when I saw that tweet and then hearing he signed, that made me actually think a little more like, okay, this there might be a, something to this. That's good to hear. Um, it should be no. Yeah, they, they made a point to say the Lee after last year's going 0 29.
1: Yeah, this was his first win in AEW, yeah. so good for him.
0: Yeah. So, all right, uh, moving on here. We got a backstage with the Young Bucks. Uh, they said they are going to put their AEW World Tag Team Championships on the line against top contenders, uh, Santana and Ortiz. Um, so, that I think, I think that's happening next week, I believe, uh, on Dynamite.
2: And that'll be a great match. Yeah.
0: That'll be a great tag team match. And uh, we also see Hangman Page backstage. He gets uh, approached by Matt Hardy, and Matt, uh, of course, wants to lure uh, Hangman away. We'll get uh, more of that uh, in just a little bit. Uh, all right, now we get Pac with Ray Phoenix in his corner up against uh, the Hollywood hunk, Ryan Nemeth, uh, or Ryan Nemeth, excuse me. Uh, so uh, Ryan Nemeth, of course, uh, as they've noted before or on the internet. Why uh,
2: are they calling him Nemeth? It's Nemeth. Is
0: it, is it, oh, maybe I misspoke. Is it Nemeth? Oh, sorry. Okay, I, thought no, the, the, I thought the announcer said that that way. No, it's Nemeth for sure. Nemeth. Uh, so we see him again. We saw, we've seen him now for a few weeks. Of course the you know internet rolls around. He is the younger brother of Dolph Ziggler. Uh, no word yet on if this is, uh, if he's on his way to being signed or what the situation is here, but this was just an ass kicking by Pac. overall. Uh, he gets the victory via submission as he should.
2: Yeah. Yeah. He's just, he's just there to, you know, get some bookings. It's a favorite of Dolph as well. Um, but, uh, hopefully he made the most of it. Hopefully they saw something in him. Um, he is good by the way. He, He, you know, um, I remember him in NXT, and I never really thought he was at FCW. Um, Here in Florida, we used to get FCW on TV. So whether it was FCW or NXT, I'm not sure. I thought he had promise. I really did. Uh, I thought his promos were pretty good. Um, We'll see. We'll see. But, again, guys, they don't have enough space
0: or time on the show. Well, we do have time to tell you about Manscaped. This episode is proudly produced and sponsored by Manscaped. And, guys, Valentine's Day. It's on its way. It's this Sunday. So, you know, when the lights go down and you watch that takeover vengeance and you see who's going to win the Dusty Classic, who's going to walk out as NXT world champion, and then it's time for a little amore. You don't want to get embarrassed. You don't want to be caught with your pants down and your junk not ready.
2: Okay, I'm sorry. I apologize, Manscaped. I've got to cut in here. So your, ro- your night of a room... Hang on. Your idea of a romantic night with the missus is let's watch some wrestling. P.S. Then we're going to go to bed and... Th- really? Wrestle. <laughs> Valentine's yeah, Day you know, is coming. It's hey, a an- larissa. <laughs> you- hang on. Larissa, would you find it romantic on Valentine's night that instead of taking you out to a nice dinner... Hurry up. Come here. I want to hear
0: this. I want to hear this. <laughs> real reaction
2: that. time. Larissa, there's the missus you. <laughs> all right, Mrs. Morgan, put you on the spot, live on the air, Valentine's Day this Sunday. Would you find it romantic of me if I uh, watched wrestling on television with you in front of you, no less, <laughs> occupying it, and then afterwards, uh, little something something at nighttime. <laughs> afterwards, you out to dinner first, <laughs> wrestling or dinner, wrestling. What
0: uh, she's saying? I'm not uh, the right uh, answer. Woo, you know that here first. <laughs> <laughs> oh, woo! Oh. Okay, I stand corrected. Continue this manscape that. And Mrs. She's saying Mrs. Morgan is saying wrestling because she knows that Mr. Morgan is already using the manscape product So I... she So she's turned on. So uh,
2: Pizza.
0: Laura don't I use manscape. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> Two million men. Matt Morgan's one of them. Two million men, I as well. Two million men trusting in Manscaped products to groom. Now make sure you're one of them. I and mean, again, we, we've all been there. You know, whether it was, you know, yesterday or, or years ago, you're trying to keep yourself in check. And uh, the nicks and the pricks and the uh no, not this. The lawnmower. See this? It's got all kinds of good technology, good pieces to make sure you get the job done, you get the whacking, the weed whacking you need it done, but you're not gonna hurt yourself. That's what you need. Your girl, if you got a ladies, the ladies out here that are listening and watching, if you're trying to find a present for your man and you want it to be a present, that's also going to benefit you in a way. Manscaped is the way to go. And what better than the Perfect Package 3.0? We're talking about the revolutionary lawnmower, lawnmower 3.0 uh, trimmer. Of course, we got all of the other uh, amenities that go with it. We got the brand new cologne, which, again, I know Matt Morgan's wearing. We got, of course, the ball deodorant because we all know things get funky sometimes after – after a, a long, hard day working. All of this for Manscaped is what you need to get a hold of here. And Manscaped 3.0 package. And if you want to go ahead and try it, if you want to try it, guess what? The perfect package for your perfect package. You can get 20% off in free shipping if you use our wrestling code of INC. Go to manscaped.com. Use the code INC. All these products, great products. Again, the lawnmower. The, this, is, this is the main event. This is what starts it off. It's also waterproof, too. So add a lot of options in the bathroom of, of how you want to do your grooming and do your cleaning up manscaped.com use the code INC get 20% off free shipping with the code INC at manscaped.com 20% happy Valentine's day from manscaped. And we thank them for the support of this podcast.
1: Very well done. I, I think I have some manscape on its way to me. So I'll be number 2 million one and I can't wait.
0: There you go. Manscaped. It's the reason why Matt Morgan can watch wrestling. I mean, get some with the wife after the
2: fact. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right keeping back to the program here uh we get the highlights of the wedding between kip and uh penelope and all the interruption that we get from uh the best friends uh so that that story is going to continue on they do cut away to a shot of uh, chuck and orange cassidy sitting there drinking champagne out of the bottle Backstage, we get uh, Dasha talking to Chris Jericho, and uh, she notices that uh, you know he's got everybody else there except for uh he doesn't have sammy he doesn't have mjf and here comes mjf who's got uh, tape all around his ribs and it, it, it's telling the whole sad story to jericho jericho can't believe it sammy wouldn't do that but where's sammy we can't find him well it's time for their match they head to the ring chris jericho and mjf up against the acclaimed the acclaimed a very entertaining entrance if you if you didn't see AEW, go back watch it they do a little rap knocking on jericho and uh, mjf uh, as as put over earlier these guys are going to be stars uh yes. Entertaining match. I mean, Acclaim really, you uh, Acclaim beating down on MJF's ribs. Uh, but in the end of the day, uh, ultimately, MJF and Jericho do pick up the victory. Uh, Jericho uh, uh, via pinfall after the Judas effect. Uh, first off on the match, guys, what do you think of the match?
2: I'll, I'll be very quick, uh, uh, Alfred. Um, I love the attention to detail on the ribs. I do. It's so old school. That's something you'd see back in the 80s where there's an early segment on the show where Mean Gene's got somebody out there. Uh, um, to do a promo, you know, when he used to put the stage out there in the middle of the fans, if you remember, mm-hmm. um, toward the entrance way, if you remember, and like say somebody gets up there, and gets to a scuffle with that talent later on that night, that talent wrestles, they're selling that injury, they're taping their ribs, they're, I, I love that so much, and I love the heat. If you go back and watch the match. The heat that the Acclaim put on is old school heat. You pick a body part and you stick to that body part. You can still get what we call meat chopping in, which means you want to get your shit in, as it were, meaning you want to get some, you might have to hit a different body part to hit a really cool, flashy offensive move in the heat, but you always go back to that one body part that's injured. And they did that perfectly tonight. So these aren't just guys that can rap and are entertaining, charismatic, and all the star quality possible, but the boys can work. They can work.
1: Absolutely. And what's weird because they're put up against two of the biggest heels in the company. And, you know, Acclaimed has been heels up until this point. Uh, But they were put in a position where when they were doing their raps, the the crowd was allowed to cheer them. And they couldn't wait. They were all too happy to react to all those lines that Matt Cass was putting down. So I just really love them. Uh, I really think that AEW should focus on them as a heel, you know, because I think they could do just so much more and they could wrap about so much more as heels first, yes. but they're obviously two guys who people want to cheer for. And yeah, uh, this is another spot where they haven't been in AEW for too long and they're in there against these two veterans in a big spot and they look like they belong. Like I've never yeah. ever seen a, a claim in the ring and thought, yeah, in a couple of years or, or anything like that. I just think these guys are, are on their way. And uh, to Matt's point, in terms of the thread, I do like how this, what happened in this match, something that happened before, before in a prior segment carried on to here, and then it led to what happened later. So I really like the thread of continuity throughout this.
0: Yeah, from, I'm glad you made that point. That was uh, one of the things I wanted to bring up. is In fact, this was a rare heel versus heel tag team situation. Uh, yeah. But uh, I thought it was handled well. Before we go to the aftermath, which is the big story of what happened after this match, a quick super chat. Brad Swint, 499. He goes, Lee Johnson did, didn't mentioned qt's name when he was thanking people and qt looked Ooh. pissed if anyone cares i didn't catch that
2: right yeah, didn't catch but you know uh, AW is about the details so that, and and maybe that was a setup
0: because mm-hmm. there's
2: you know what i mean you know what i mean who knows
0: yeah we'll have to see if uh well one one thing i was paying attention to in terms of facials was what mjf's face is going to be here in a moment so we have uh the inner circle celebrating everybody again except for sammy celebrating uh, mjf and jericho's win and then all of a sudden here comes sammy's um uh, sammy's music hits he comes out and jericho note you know where have you been you know you're late not showing up and now you know you're punching max in the stomach what's going on and sammy basically says look i told you back in early december if one more thing happens with him meeting mjf then i'm done and he goes and something happened he goes and so i'm done so chris i quit the inner circle and uh, MJF had quite the face of, Oh, my master plan is working. Sammy storms off and they eventually catch up with him after the break. Alex Marvez does of him uh, leaving the, the, leaving the the stadium grounds and says, I just need some time to get away from this place and clear my head. So, uh, and just to be noted, Sammy Guevara, he comes out through the heel tunnel when he went out there, makes his declaration. He's out of the inner circle leaves through the baby face tunnel. So the face turn has happened.
2: He's going to be a great baby face, great baby face. He
1: is, and honestly, I don't want to see him for another couple of weeks until the next major thing happens with you know the inner circle. Like maybe MJF does do a hostile takeover. Because if he comes back with that head of steam, I mean his roller coaster of stardom is just gonna be even bigger. I don't want to see him back next week after saying he's gonna take some time off or whatnot. Like he was a smart guy who knew all along, so I want to see it pay off and him coming back and and helping fix what he knew was gonna get destroyed.
2: If they do this right. And I will ne- – and, and I'm just – I always try to make some type of comparison from my past or whatever if I could, but it's tough sometimes. Like, I'm not going to compare uh, the main event mafia to this this, this inner circle, obviously, but at TNA in the main event mafia, I was supposed to be joining, and then they kept trying to set up roadblocks. And the deal was I had to go through every single member. So, same uh, a better example, much better example. Let's take that away. Diamond Dallas Page, NWO. He went through everybody and it was such a great build for his babyface character that he finally got over with me. I always thought he was too skinny. I thought he looked too old. I didn't think he looked like he can hang with them. And then he grew on me. He just did as a, as a, as a kid watching, he grew on me. I ended up being a fan. I hope for Sammy's sake that they do this the right way. And if they do, Sammy goes through each of that group. The only downside of this, no offense, that inner circle, what the hell? That inner circle, that inner circle is weak looking. I, I always thought it was Sammy, Jericho, and now MJF, right, with Wardlow. But, like, Jack Swagger and then, you know, uh, Pride and Powerful, whatever the hell, like, I don't know. I, they're, they're like, stables, the stables I just mentioned are, like, Hall of Famers and shit. You know what I mean? Like, like I just, I don't know. I hope Sammy, better go, he better go through all of them. That's
0: all I'm saying. Yeah, no, I I agree. I agree with all of you guys. I think I hopefully he does take a little time off. He is going to be a great babyface. He, uh, you know, I he worked with us here in Pittsburgh early on in his career, and he he's a great babyface with his moveset alone. Uh, yes, that's know.
2: what we mean. That's what me and alfred have been saying yeah. for a long time. His moveset yeah. is all baby, right? Like AJ. Yeah. AJ is a great babyface moveset guy, but AJ ended up becoming a damn fine heel, believe it or not. Eventually, when he got to WWE. You know, so I think Sammy's bigger money one day, honestly, as great of a babyface as I think he'll be, will be in a heel mm-hmm. down the road. I'm talking like
0: five years down the road. Yeah, and so I mean here's here's the good thing of hope is that it seems like this this the, all the booking with the inner circle, it's not happening on the fly. They're not showing up Wednesday morning going, all right, what are we doing? Like they they clearly have a roadmap where they want to go. So it gives me hope that yeah, Sammy takes you know some considerable amount of time off and then yeah, Ray has that point where MJF, figuratively speaking has the gun to Jericho's head and is getting ready to just take everything from him, all of a sudden, Sammy Guevara has that, has that opportune time to pop back up.
1: Yeah. Now, so a lot of these little things have been happening right down to that smirk you were talking about, Justin, and, like, each step of the way, AEW's rewarding its audience by paying attention to these little things because all this stuff's going to pay off somehow.
0: Yeah, and you know there's a swerve coming. True. You know, is it is it... You know, does Wardle affect from MJF? Is it... You know, does Hager pop up and do something we don't expect? Like, the, you know that they got some kind of a... A sharp left turn they're so, gonna
2: give us. So really quick, um, Wardlow, you love Wardlow, you know him, you'll like this. Um, we were, I was watching. We, we, I was watching. Uh, um, uh, what's it called uh, on YouTube? Come on. Um, Being the elite. Mm-hmm. Um, and they had a cool, funny as hell little part there with Wardlow in it. And it was Of the Dark Order, man-crushing on Wardlow. Yeah. And one by one, they were coming up to him, like, giving him Valentine's cards, <laughs> trying to, like, win his affection. And Wardlow pulled it off. His acting was really freaking good, actually. It wasn't dumb meathead, just sit there with a blank face. Or, or you know, he, he did a really good job with it. Like, he showed a little bit of range. I'm being serious. Mm-hmm. Uh, certain glimpses, the way his hair was up, I'm like, he looks like Roman a little here um he looked like a star i don't know how else how to say it uh yeah. fans in the chat room those of you that watch being the elite back me up on this if you saw it and know what i'm talking about it was really good he, he's wardlow has got such potential
0: it's cool you say that about maybe about two years into his wrestling career when he when when again he was wrestling here in pittsburgh and, and I, I think he was our mid-card he was our mid middle of the card champion i'm managing him and one of the first times we really asked him to kind of break away from just being solid powerful man with war in his name we he, he was doing like i think we were doing something like he was he was going to take on like all three or all four guys of this group called the STDs, the Mm -hmm. sexy (laughs) talented dudes. (laughs) (laughs) So you you can imagine the type of shenanigans and promos they do. Right. And so, and so he had to do, you know, he he and I had to do some pre-tape stuff and then, then then doing the stuff with the bowling ball and the balls and all kinds of different stuff that I remember. (laughs) I remember him pulling me aside going like, I can't do this. And I said, Yes, you can. You're gonna and and, and like I kind of explained to him, here's why you're gonna do it, here's why it's gonna work. And and, and it did, and, and but I think about things like that, and so when you tell me that, Matt, I haven't seen that being the elite, I'll go find it. That it makes me think, man, I'm glad that he he dropped his shoulders early and learned how to like try some things like that early on before getting to a big stage like this. So
2: so good, and it was it looks like such a small part, but it wasn't. It wouldn't have worked without his reaction. What? It was so freaking funny. It was That's so awesome. good.
1: Yeah, I can't wait till they let him th- they just don't let him talk. It's not no, I think there's a perception that the guy can't kind of promo. But they he, they were doing this inner circle segment a couple of weeks ago, and he only had like two lines, and that's all I remember from the segment is when he's yelling at Jack Swagger, and he was great. He was just great. <laughs> like, this guy's looking at me, get him yes. looking at me. He's
2: got all Go the personality somebody. in the world. It was great again, simple line, but it doesn't work if you can't pull that off. And he, he's good. He's yeah. good.
0: Yeah, sometimes less is more. Yes. All right, now we go to the bar where Matt Hardy has t- gotten Hangman Page, and Hangman Page just slammed down quadruple bourbons, uh, wow. and basically Hardy pulls out a contract and, hey, he look, does. I'm going to make you a billionaire. I mean, granted, I'm taking 30%, but when you make that much money, 30% doesn't matter. <laughs> so good. So <laughs> he gets, good. He gets Hangman to sign Well, why Hangman is drunkenly trying to sign his name. Hardy then whispers into the camera again, awareness that there's a camera uh, of, I wanted you here to document this, yes. <laughs> the sign it, and, and then runs like a thief in the night and says, yep. he's going to be a little mad when he sobers up.
2: <laughs> awesome. Awesome. All the way around. Matt Hardy's doing something I, again. I might just think like I'm just putting over everybody tonight, but Matt Hardy crushed it. He's been crushing it with this big money. Matt character, man. I love it. Yeah, no, he's great. Yeah, I I love the billion dollars thing because it's like such
1: a Carney thing. Like he's <laughs> yes. not gonna make you a billion dollars, yes. but he's so certain I'm gonna make you a billionaire.
0: <laughs> That's the word I want to say. I love Carney, Matt Hardy.
1: Yeah, yeah, he's yes. so
0: great. Ms. <laughs> M- his Hardy here. I love it. All right. Uh, so then we get some more. Uh, <laughs> we get some more pre-tapes. This is a new one. Um, Kenny Omega is on the golf course. <laughs> he's chipping from the bunker, and Alex Marvez just appears on the eighth on the eighth hole. <laughs>
2: Yeah, dude, uh, <laughs> I God, say what happened in it though. Yeah,
0: sorry. so so basically, he shows up, wants to talk to Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega bothered that he's being interrupted, and then Omega says, Watch this. He does the chip shot, the <laughs> ball goes 50 yards past the pin. But the entire time that Omega's just doing his heel shtick to Marvez, Callus and the caddy are pushing the ball back until eventually it drops in the hole, and Omega proclaims, Look, I got an eagle. <laughs>
2: so this was awesome this was this was creative a completely different aesthetic which in my opinion always works out of the damn arena out of the backstage area um whatever have you it looks different so therefore to get your attention right away and it was good he was good in this this was this was funny
1: this is very well produced like a lot of times when wrestling goes on location it looks cheap or whatnot this look Like a really television show type
2: production, it was really good how they did this. And and it was good that he called him out, like, "Dude, I'm playing golf. What the hell are you doing?" Yeah, Yeah. what are you doing here? (laughs) Like, that was good.
0: Yeah, Yeah. called him out that I'm playing golf, and oh, you expect me to be sitting around a monitor taking notes? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) he's like, "I'm the best in the world." Yeah, this was, and I, you know, this was a good Kenny Omega uh, heel promo. It was.
2: was. like a bigger star again
0: yes uh all right we got some women's action is the uh, women's title eliminator tournament of course this is broken in two halves there's the uh uh, japan half which i believe they in the advertisements they showed tonight it's going the first matches are going to take place on youtube at seven o'clock eastern next monday Uh, so we'll see that side and then we're getting of course the u.s side here on dynamite thunder rosa versus layla hirsch legit layla hirsch i thought these two ladies complimented each other uh very well overall um in the end of the day though we do see the victory go to thunder rosa she gets the pinball after she hits her thunder driver uh matt what do you think of these ladies it's very solid this was good you know
2: we get on the women's uh, how they book their women's division i should say rather on AEW. you know in the past not really showcasing their bigger studs um but this was this this was another sign toward their future you know and uh their, their future, you know, women's talent is going to be really damn good. And it's got to continue to keep growing them. Again, this is the problem, though, with just two hours, man. You know, I like the tournament, by the way. I forgot to say that. I like oh. this tournament. I like that you just should give a shout-out to what time we can watch it um, on YouTube. Um, I, I don't know. I think it has a big – has a. I don't know. Anytime I, I'm a mark for tournaments, you know, it makes it feel like a sports feel to it for me. And anytime it involves overseas, it makes it feel even more real-ish, sport-ish for me, I guess I could say. So, I don't know. I like it. I'm going to watch it, actually.
1: Yeah, this was on paper to me looked like it was going to be a great match and it over-delivered in that standpoint. Like, this I can't think of, and this isn't even a knock on the AEW women's division, but I can't think of two or three AEW women's matches that I think are were better than this. I thought this was one of the better matches I've ever seen in AEW's women's wrestling. because I would
2: say top. Six t- yeah. top five, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you're probably right, yeah, because
1: just kind of two shooter types who were doing a lot of technical wrestling and they were complementing each other, uh, very well, like you said, uh, uh, Justin or Matt said that, uh, but I really enjoyed watching this match and I want to see these two feud. I-, I think it was a mistake to even have them in the first round. This should have probably been the finals.
2: I bet yeah. you they didn't know what they had with it. I bet yeah. you they didn't,
0: yeah, and mind you, uh, Thunder Rosa still technically is NWA, uh, really property, yeah, so, yeah. um. So nah, I mean, and we have I, and we I, have, we. I I on the Rosa. I like her a lot. Yeah, I do too. Uh, and we have some. Uh, we have um. Uh, the NWA Women's Champion is what is that? That's that Serena D. Serena, and yeah. she's Serena. All, she, she's also in this tournament. So, yeah. um, one thing I missed real quick though, uh, just a quick rewind. It happened before this women's match. There's a lot of pre-tapes. I I dropped one. Uh, it's maybe one of the more important ones. Uh, Shavani calls Sting out to do an interview on the stage. <clears throat> just as Sting comes out once again we get an interruption from team taz team taz has beaten up and uh and and hurt darby allen they have stuffed him in a body bag tied a rope to the body bag and attached it to the back of an suv and then they proceeded to drag darby allen in a body bag across the parking lot and of course sting hightailed it out of the arena to go try to uh save his friend so uh the, the build continues here i thought that was a pretty that's a pretty pretty brutal looking stunt there
2: okay yeah. so like guys like we gotta stop here we've been very complimentary and everything tonight because tonight was a really good show and we had really good segments very well booked very well written we got to give them credit for that too The how they've written this show how it's been paced so far as well this is when i was like Ugh. because look even when, like, Hogan drove the freaking Mack truck into the side of the damn ambulance that Rock was in. Like, like I'll, I'll suspend my disbelief for talents I'm really excited about. So maybe be, I do like Darby. I just, come on. Did you guys, like, really, like, like were you excited to watch a body in a body bag
0: be dragged through the freaking parking
2: lot? Like, that was real?
0: Well, I, the fact that Darby oh. uses the body bag so much as part of his gimmick, his presentation, I thought that yes. was, you know, that, yeah, like. Fine. But, fine. I, my biggest critique, honestly, is not so much the stunt. It's like this usage of Sting every week. I don't think it's doing him a lot of favors. He's just no, every week, not. every week he comes out. We got to, we got to hear from the man Sting, and he's immediately cut off by Team Taz, and he always just, he just kind of looks like he comes off a little aloof. Quite honestly, this doesn't make Sting look like the badass that he should be.
1: Yeah, now that we're what are we ten weeks into this? Looking back, I would have only booked Sting to appear two or three times if oh, this yeah. is all they had planned for him.
2: That, that's it same thing I agree with that wholeheartedly I agree with that
0: uh, so yeah so we'll see uh, the fallout of Darby's um...
2: I'm surprised you guys didn't think that was corny
0: about uh, being dragged by a body bag like that
2: I kind of went the other I think it
1: was a little too violent looking I was looking at that like if I'm somebody who doesn't watch a show and I'm just kind of like a casual fan getting in this I might look yes. at this and be like oh I don't know about this well, it like, look too violent
2: don't you think that makes it look even hokier though because of that though because like come on obviously there's not a real body in there obviously he's not yeah. in there
1: I mean, Dobby's crazy. He might have been a So this dog. is
2: what I've heard when people say wrestling's fake. Oh, now I see what they're talking about. If you're a mainstream person right. who doesn't watch wrestling, clicking through and
0: seeing that. Well, the one thing though about the stunt and about it looking corny and then up being a body, i will have to go back and watch. The chat room might correct me on this. But when they did it, it looked they they I'm pretty sure it was all one shot continuous. I I don't remember them being you- like
2: even come
0: on you no, he's i'm just he's i'm just telling you go go back and watch it they they show Dar. they show darby who it's clearly him it wasn't yes. like a body it wasn't a yeah, uh, you know, that's... body double they show zipping him up and then the camera just keeps turning yes. there was no qu- there was no definitive cut of where the pre-tape part comes in that was what was interesting to me is it looked all as one continuous shot that's what was so, interesting
2: fine. i will i'll go on record saying this and this is disgusting i'm about to say it if he was really in there then kudos to no, I can't even say that. I can't, say that. I can't say that. I can't say that. I cannot, I cannot cheer for somebody being dragged like that. In a
0: body I mean, bag. we've seen some of the videos he shoots. Yeah.
2: I, I don't mean, think this would be the craziest thing he's ever done if
0: he
1: wasn't yeah. in that body bag. <laughs> like, <laughs> the, right. car,
0: the, the car was only going 20 miles per hour.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, I was going to ask you that next.
2: How fast do you think they were going?
0: It's hard to tell because the car was going away right. and, and, you know, like, so it picked
2: Chat up some how fast. I,
1: will say, I don't know. I looked really violent i don't think it looked okay. I, I was it, no, it looked violent to me and, and not in a way that made me excited for the match i was just like god damn darby why do you gotta do that
0: i think i think darby would have been offended if if, if tony khan goes all right now, now let's cut let's put the let's put the, the stunt double. double in there <laughs> the body <Yeah>. double like, <laughs> no <laughs> all right so the, the debate continues is darby allen actually in the body bag um yes. all right uh we hit a backstage real quick. Tony Schiavone and Jungle Boy doing a little talk there about how Marco Stunt got uh, kidnapped by FTR. Apparently, Marco's fine, uh, so I guess FTR must have got their ransom money or whatever they asked for. Um, and uh, fired up uh, Jungle Boy saying next week he's going to take on uh, he's going to take on FTR and uh, he's going to make Dax his bitch. So
1: I will say this: I have a lot of stock in Jungle Boy. I'm certain he's going to be a star. His promos could use some work. I I, I was very underwhelmed by this promo. Given that it was such a big spot for him, uh, but I, I, did it did nothing for
2: me. All I kept thinking about was Alicia's cool music. That when yeah. fans come back, they'll be they're definitely gonna be singing. Definitely.
0: <laughs> Jody, Shauna, Jenkins, Matt. How do you think Stephanie on the Taker Cross would go over on TV today? Back then, coolest thing ever. Now, not so sure.
2: I know, right? Back then, I do remember back then. Thinking like, oh my God, they're like they're kind of pushing the envelope here, and that's back when they were doing it every damn week, pushing that envelope. But uh, I do remember that actually, um, as it happened, thinking those exact same sentiments. Um, yeah, that would definitely not play today. Like we saw, when did it happen? Didn't
0: ECW try it and get a whole bunch of shit for it? ECW, the, the famous one for them is when they, yeah, they put Raven? Uh, they put I mean, Sandman. I think Sandman. I th- it was it was it was Raven and, and Blue Meanie and Stevie Richards putting, I think Sandman or Dreamer up on the cross. Yeah, and, and the famous thing about that was that was the night that Kurt Angle was there, and he was just getting ready to break that's in a wrestling. Right. And then yes. Angle Angle went to Heyman and said, if, "If if I show up anywhere on this TV show, my lawyers will be you know talking to you." Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah I think about that stunt. And I also this other famous one. I think about that. Wouldn't that that's the uh, is remember that when you know, Satanic Undertaker, 1999 Undertaker is getting ready to embalm Steve Austin. Yes. He's getting ready to cut Steve Austin open. And, you know, that was...
1: Yeah. Um, and then he also lynched the Big Boss Man at WrestleMania 15. Can't forget about that.
0: He did do that. Let's, let's, let's not forget <laughs> Dude, about that.
2: Where Big Boss Man takes off with Big Show's dad in a casket. Big <laughs> yeah. Show runs and chases and jumps on it, and has to ride it, crying.
0: Talking about a car dragging something. Yeah, dragging the casket. <laughs> That's Big Show jumping think on that. You the head. dead body like, was
2: really that, in that did, casket?
1: There's
0: a good way to Aww. there's a
2: good way to build there's a good way to build your killer baby face. Have him crying like a blubbering baby.
0: Yeah.
2: That his first awful. year in the company.
0: Stupid. Oh, that was a great uh, attitude error flashback segment there. All right. Uh, finally, we get to the main event here. So uh, Kenny Omega and Kenta up against John Moxley and Lance Archer. This is a no uh, no count out, anything goes match, which I kind of think what's it called I
2: mean. lights out.
0: Yeah, well, I kind of think everything in AEW is on anything. Kenny Omega
2: called for it to be considered a lights out match because it can't be sanctioned because Kent is not under contract with AEW. Right. So that means anything goes. Blah 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 blah.
0: Anything goes. Uh, so this was uh, this was a little bit of everything. This was uh, this was kendo sticks. This was trash cans. Lance Archer doing a brutal looking spot, flipping Kenny Omega yes. onto a ladder. Um, then they end up fighting through Daly's place. They end up in the kitchen. We get a couple minutes in the kitchen. Uh, hitting each other with potatoes, DDT on the on the uh the the buffet tables. Uh then they fight back out to the ring. Even even uh we then see the good brothers come out. They're out there, uh, Gallus and Anderson. Uh Jake the Snake even steps in, uh, hits a little short arm uh clothesline on Anderson. Uh ultimately though, we get to so much stuff that was going on here. I'll we'll make sure I don't miss anything critical. Ultimately, though, we do see uh, with with it took it takes four guys. Good brothers, it takes Omega, uh, it takes Kenta. Finally, all of them to take down Lance, uh, Lance Archer, and Omega ends up getting uh, the the pinfall overall here. So Kenta and Omega do win, and that is how we uh, go off. Who as, got
2: pinned? Who got pinned?
0: Uh oh, uh, Archer.
2: Oh, yeah, that sucked. But I liked I liked seeing him in the main event. I like seeing him in a big match like that. I thought he did very well tonight, actually, Lance. But um, sucks to see him have to lose. But somebody has to lose. Well, they're working um, at they're working at mox to get pinned. No, no, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. But uh, this was a great this. Okay, good match. I dug it. Thought it was cool. Thought it was good. Very creative. Um, very innovative. Some of the stuff they did out there as well. Definitely very innovative. What this, what the stuff they did out there. But uh, I'll also tag in the whole show. I thought the whole show tonight was very good. Very good. There's a couple, literally just like a couple things that I can pick nits about for sure. You know, but uh, uh great show. I agree.
1: This is, I think this is a really, really good show in terms of the storytelling. I, this main event made me want to see uh, Lance Archer versus Kenny Omega. I think that would be so great because I don't think they've ever crossed paths in terms of doing anything nope. physical in AEW. And Just nope. watching them, I was like, oh my god. like Where has this been
2: all my life? Yes.
0: Yeah, I didn't love that Archer got pinned, but like I said, I knew that if they're you know, not going to pin Moxley, but I do give commentary credit. The commentary made sure to really drive That's it home the the that it good. took four people to take yeah. Archer down, so I like that. Me too. All right, so that was your AEW Dynamite tonight. Uh, again, as Matt said, and as Alfred said, a pretty good show. A lot of things to talk about, a lot of storylines coming out of this. Um, and they were going up against NXT, which is on a go-home show for their NXT TakeOver Vengeance pay per view this Sunday night. Again, just cheap plug on Wrestling Inc., uh, both Wrestling Inc.'s Twitter and then my separate Twitter, uh, and maybe Alfred's tomorrow, 11.30 a.m. Eastern time, we will be live on the call with Triple H uh, to hear all of what he uh, wants to talk about, and we'll see what he will answer from us. So cheap plugs done. Alfred, let's do NXT.
1: Sure, we go to NXT. Uh, they open right up with the Dusty Rose Classic Tournament match between uh, Legato Dale Fantasma, and MSK. A very technical match, very good high-flying. Uh, a lot of creative double teams from MSK, and the finish came. It was just a basic clean finish. MSK hit their double-team finish on... Walking uh, Wild for the win, setting up uh, MSK in the first slot of the Dusty Roads Classic Finals. What do you guys think about this match?
2: This is exactly how old school wrestling used to kick off. Remember, it'd yeah. be like Killer Bees versus such and such. And back then, the Killer Bees were doing double drop kicks and doing like what back then was considered high spots. Um, this was exactly how you kick off a wrestling show. This was a good match, and I have to go back and watch it to be fair because I definitely was paying more attention to AEW at the moment, but um from what i was watching i was like that just booking this on paper made sense to start your show off with and it made um uh, um the tournament and a lot of people have been very down on this tournament for some reason um i thought this made the tournament seem a little bit more important
0: yeah this was a hot opener for nxt uh, msk kind of the same way you know man I was saying killer bees the same way i can remember being as a kid watching uh, the rockers and like okay this is yes. this is offense that like it's never been done f- before. It's hard to say something that hasn't been done, but the way I feel about MSK in 2021, they're just—they're just doing. They're setting a whole new bar for offensive tag team. Oh um, God! And I'm quite honest, I mean, obviously they advanced to the finals. I'll just say it right now. I think they're—they—I—I I th- I have to think they're winning at all. I think. They're Can winning. I ask
2: you a question? When you say setting new offense for tag teams, do you think their tandem offense is better than Young Bucks? No, oh, that's a hot take. Ooh, um, tandem. The Bucks. Bucks are one of the only teams besides uh, I've seen machine. Yeah, you know, and for, that's that's probably fair. I probably
0: yeah, that's probably fair. I probably shouldn't leave the Bucks out. I guess, I guess, I guess the Bucks started a new trend, and MSK is now is is, is picking up where they. You know what went I mean?
2: By, by, by doing the, the same thing at the same time, yeah, double drop
0: it at the same time, double this
2: at the same time, but then they do some crazy shit off the top rope. What the more bang for your buck? You know, they they do some very cool tandem offense. Um That's why I do like uh, MSK. I think they're. Super fun to watch. Yeah, I've gotten into them more every week. Yeah, I was just gonna say, that wasn't was say Alfred. I, I don't, I didn't like. I wasn't huge fans of them with that, with Impact when they'd come on backstage doing some like pot smoking pre-tape. I'm supposed to get this innuendo. They just got done smoking, bro. Cool. Like, I, I was, yeah. I, I wasn't a fan of them because of it. I had to stain on on them for some reason. I just wasn't big fans of them. And then the stupid little whatever the crap thing they used to do, that like this gimmick. I was like, ugh, that is not, that's jabron stuff. What are you guys doing? Um, But since they got to NXT, I'm going to be honest, I've dug them, and they're exciting to watch. And it's the simplest thing ever. They just put them in this tournament. They're winning all the
1: matches. They're in the finals now. And one month later, they're bigger stars than they ever were when they came out. I mean, if you look at how long it's taken them to make Keith Lee matter, one month in NXT, and these guys, like, I can't wait to see them every week. And they're just doing more with less, just getting out of the way and letting them do their
2: thing yes and, and keeping them from themselves when it comes to the pre tapes they they're, yeah. they're they're doing a good job of keeping them semi structured on what they're saying and what they're dressed like and what they're like the segments that they're in if that makes sense so then once the bell rings and they're in them they're doing what they do best which is wrestle you, you, they're going to be stars right
1: so we get a lot of segments here because it is a go-home show for Valentine's Day of Vengeance. Uh, the first one was with Mercedes Martinez. It's a backstage promo saying that everything she's let, worked for a letter to this Sunday and the title is her destiny. Uh, so she'll be in that three-way for the NXT Women's Championship. Uh, then we get another segment backstage with Scarlett Bordeaux, who's already waiting for William Regal. And he kind of very casually makes a match between Karrion and Cross. And Santos Escobar, and that's happening next week. It's not happening at the pay per view. It's happening on the two seventeen show a week from today. So we're getting that next week. Uh, then we get into the ring, and uh, it's Ziya Lee making her return against uh, Cora J. So Ziya Lee comes out, uh, just destroys Cora J in less than a minute. The weird thing about this match, Caden Carter and Casey Katanzara are on the outside, and they're just objecting to whatever has happened to Ziya Lee. Uh, Caden Carter actually goes up to the mysterious person. And she says, what have you done to her? This is not Xia Lee, I know. Xia Li throws Kaden Carter off the stage. Uh, and then the figure strangles Boa, who comes and sees what's going on. And then apologizes uh apologizes um, to the mysterious figure. Tian uh, Shah her to the, name. What's her name?
0: Tian Shaw. Tian
1: Shaw. that's right. That's it, Tian Shah. And uh, then we go to the next thing. What did you guys think about this uh, Xia Li development?
2: Uh, different, right? Um, I always try to give credit when something's different. But, um, man, I still think, uh, uh um, man, God, you let you go.
0: <laughs> now I'm a, I'm a big fan of this every week. This is one of those things that I look forward to most on NXT. I put it over big last week. Alfred, I, I know you weren't here. I loved the, the backstory and the cartoon drawings and the narration they gave of this Tian Shah and what she is and the family she came from. I mean, I, I just like backstories. I reference Kane. I re- I just love backstories. Um, you know, I, I will suspend disbelief all day long when you just give me a backstory. And so that the fact that they did that, the fact that I love this Zia Lee transformation, and she and she and, and like and she's like putting her, she's getting her shit in, she's laying it in, like the kicks wow. look, the kicks look good, the punches look, the strikes look good. Yes. So like I'm 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 energized by this when when they when they did the thing coming up next, you know, going we to break. I made sure I kept my volume up on that screen so I. Cause I was walking around the room and I did not want to miss a second of the entrance. I'm all for this.
1: Yeah. I love, I'm a huge fan of Zaya I really, I'm going to go as far as to say that I think she is a new undertaker, the way that she's being booked. And I like the fact that there is a dynamic, kind of like Darth Vader in the Sith Lord, to where she is being booked as this monster killer heel, but there is a force that's a little greater than her, and I think it's going to really help her get over, where one day she's going to have to confront um, the, the Sith Lord, so to speak, and I think it's going to make her, and hopefully they do it correctly, and it's going to make her even bigger, depending on who that person is.
0: This is like if the Dungeon of Doom was done right and not comically.
1: yeah. Yeah, they they play it very straight. I think that's the difference. This could be a completely wacky angle, but we were covering the weekly beatdown segments they were doing. It was really very funny to watch, but I think they've done a good job of making this something that you can take seriously. Indeed. Uh, We get the way appearing live. So this is hilarious. (laughs) <laughs> uh for both good and bad reasons uh so there's talk of johnny gargano was hurt earlier today some people thought it might have been real there was very little um known about the extent of his injury but from the moment you see him come out he's in this wheelchair selling his arm injury so he's sitting in the wheelchair being wheeled around with his arm in a sling uh he's really selling it to where he can't turn his head he wants the way to turn him around in the wheelchair um they're talking about how Kushida attacked him we see the footage of a Kushida brawling with him backstage. He says he's got four fractures in his arm and that Regal should suspend and arrest Kushida. This brings out William Regal. He has a conversation with Johnny Gargano to where Gargano says he's just going to have to rehab like, like beautiful day and come back. It's an Easter egg for the triple H comeback. And then uh, William Regal says, well, what do you think about that? Kushida?" and Kushida had been in the ring with the way uh, maybe for the last 30 seconds. Uh, and then he attacks uh, Gargano. Gargano is exposed for faking his injury uh, because he uses his arm and then he gets punched back into his wheelchair and laid out. Uh, we go to the next segment. But before we do, what did you guys think of this?
2: Gargano, 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 dude. He's cr- just every week, every week, he just continues to crush it. He's, he's, he, you got, he, I, I can't believe I'm saying this sentence. He's must watch. I'm dead serious. And yeah. Younger talents should be watching him actually right now. They should be watching him on all of his mannerisms and his body language and his facials, because he's nailing home runs every time. I can't believe I'm saying this. I'm still shocked that I'm that he's able to do this. I didn't think he'd be able to.
0: Yeah, I am too. Uh, I've known Johnny and his work for over a decade, and he patterned since his entire offensive character, usually when he's always been a babyface after 1996 yes. Shawn Michaels, and, uh, and he'll tell you that. And t- so to see him in this heel role, but he's pulling it off and and, and this was great the, the way the way Kushida eventually popped up but you know Johnny and him explaining the the bs x-ray he's trying to show I couldn't help I, Johnny was doing I was like so all right good. who is he reminding me of and then it clicked Johnny Gargano and his trying to hit in his scatterbrain trying to explain uh, the r doesn't mean right arm it means real he sounded like <laughs> he sounded like Ben Stiller and meet the parents when Ben Stiller towards the end of the movie is getting ready to get thrown. He, he can't put his luggage in the overhead and he's already lost his luggage and he's trying to explain to the stewardess why he needs to keep his bag. It was like a Ben Stiller goofy yeah. comic performance, but it worked. It went over. It just made him more of a chicken shit heel. And then Kushida pops up. He looks like a you know, tough guy. This was yeah. really, really, really well done.
1: And then when I say it's good and bad, like, this was legitimately funny. Johnny Gargano is a legitimately funny guy. The way he performed, this isn't funny for a wrestler. This made me laugh out loud. And I'm just worried that, like, if God forbid the time comes where he gets to go on the main roster, that... They see him as somebody, he can make us laugh. Let's make him the funny guy. I just hope that doesn't become of him because his skill set goes beyond his comedy. But my God, is he knocking the comedy out of the park? I just, (laughs) uh, he's something that every week I look forward to because I know he's going to make me laugh. And that's something that if you watch wrestling forever, it's very hard to come across.
0: And Alfred, you mentioned about his, uh, about about the injury thing. WWE played this very straight that he actually was injured to the point of where they commented that he's injured. Like to the, the wrestling you know wrestling inc news sites were all speculating today like okay he's all of a sudden not fighting Kushida. it's gonna be austin theory yep. like we the all harder. started everybody started th- well because wwe played it the way they normally do when somebody is legit injured or or out and so people started speculating COVID, all kinds of things so good on them to really help help uh emphasize the swerve here so that, yeah. Yeah. yep yep uh tina Definitely. miller two dollars tina saying swap money with raj just to say alfred's great oh,
2: Hey, hey real quick <laughs> Real quick, let me jump in there. Tina Miller's got a new podcast, a new women's wrestling podcast. You all need to check it out. Um, Yeah, you're welcome, Tina good. I'll send it out. I'll retweet you
1: there. Um, Then we get to Ember Moon and Shotzi Blackheart versus Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwell. I like this match. I thought they all worked very hard. Um, A lot of double-team moves. Uh, The finish was particularly fun. Uh, it came when Ember Moon hit a total eclipse on Candice LeRae, who falls yeah. down and is set up for a flying senton. Indy Hardwell comes across and sacrifices herself, uh, lays yeah. herself over top Candice LeRae, takes the senton splash. She's the legal woman, so she takes the pin. So the sacrifice is even more profound. So they lose, and uh, Ember Moon and Shasta Blackheart are going to the finals of the
2: Dusty Rhodes Women's Classic. Okay. I just got the first match, uh, you know, early, talking about earlier the importance of the Dusty Tournament by the way that the show kicked off and who won. Uh, for this purpose, the, the the tournament didn't mean anything. But with that said, this was amazing storytelling. This was mm-hmm. such great storytelling out here. Great, great, great job by all four all, all around. Great job.
0: Yeah, and, and Alfred, good on you to note about the, the tag and, and the sacrifice, and so, yeah, this is. Uh, it, I wasn't sure if I loved the Shotzi-Ember Moon pairing at first. I thought it was just a little bit, okay, we're just throwing two. Yeah. But, I, but it's growing on me. Yes,
1: Yeah, they've kind of quietly made it to the – because I didn't even know that they had gotten this far and that they were still in the tournament. They've been very quiet throughout this tournament because yes. I just don't see them as a team. But this was a good match. I mean, I liked watching them in the ring together. I thought they worked well tonight together.
0: For sure. Uh, Jackson Callens, four ninety nine. Hey, boys, missed the shows tonight. MR, MRI machines are boring. Anyways, Coro and NXT has – Bright future, watched her in indies even before her AEW match.
1: Yeah, they'll have to get her in there with somebody other than uh, Ziya Lee because you're not going to get a lot of time with her.
0: <laughs> yeah, right. Thanks, Jackson. Uh, we get another promo this
1: time for Thatcher and uh, Tim- Thatcher and Champa. Um, they're talking about how they're tough dudes, and it's kind of ironic that they're facing somebody called the Grizzled Young Vets because this is old man Champa we're talking about, and they vow that they're going to win the Dusty Cup. Uh, Tommaso Champa does a thing where he just leaves quickly, and Thatcher smiles with his snaggle, too. Uh, then we get into Finn Balor and uh, Pete Dunn. This is really good. It was just them going back and forth, kind of a pre-tape building up uh, their upcoming match. Balor is saying that uh, he'd be a fool not to respect Dunn's ability, uh, but he, like Edge, is operating on an entirely different level. This isn't a passing of the torch. It's a burning of the bridges, and then Dunn Claps back with, Ooh. I'm not a threat to your legacy. The prince's kingdom falls. So, uh, really good face to face. Great kind of sound statement. bites.
2: Great sound yeah. bites.
1: I really like when they do this. It's been a lot of time building up this pay per view, and I'm excited for it.
2: I-, I got nothing to add to that. You guys hit it on the head. That was really strong. The ending of it
0: was incredibly
2: strong. Yeah. Yeah. I Super love how they stuff. went back and forth.
0: Yeah. Great sound bites. And and and, and Barrett's going to say it at the end, I know we'll get to it at the end when they do the, the final hard sell of all the matches, but like, when he says Finn and P Dunn, like this is a match if you're if you're if you're a wrestling fan from Europe. Yes, this is a match of like two huge names coming out of Europe who obviously have, you know, have made it big in the US stage and like th- this is a huge matchup that, that, that they've managed to get these guys in line for.
1: What's great about that is they saved that commentary until now, the go home show, because that's been the thread of their rivalry is that, um, you know, Pete Dunne is now the king of Europe, just like Finn Balor used to be. They talked about a lot about that. And then for uh, Wade Barrett to come forward and say that, that was just like the icing on the cake.
0: Yep, it was.
1: Uh, we get Austin Theory against Kushida. Uh, they're having a good match until uh, Johnny Gargano, who's on the outside the whole time, he comes in, sheds his sling, starts taking it to Kushida. They're double teaming Kushida. Uh, suddenly Theory gets dragged under the ring and Johnny Gargano drags him back out, or at least he thinks he does because the camera pans out and it's Dexter Loomis. Uh, Kushida and Loomis both end up hitting their submission maneuvers on Gargano and Theory uh, as okay. the pipe, the noise, chants, so, let's go Loomis or Dexter Loomis or whatnot.
2: And, uh, so go to the next this was, this was good. And I, I didn't have a problem with the ending of that either. That was good. That was okay. Doesn't hurt uh, Johnny uh, uh, much at all. And it gives the baby faces a little bit of something there, right? A little bit of shine at the end of that. But, um, I don't know. Uh, uh, was it Austin? Um, like when he first got there, I—I like I told you guys. I know the indie was, but uh, the indie, the indie scene was like, like the, the, like the indie world of, of wrestling fans and stuff like that, and the internet. They love this guy. They're talking so much like how great he is and what a big star he'll be for NXT. And I didn't see it. I didn't, and I know I say this every time we talk about these segments with the way in it, but he is shining. He is shining big time thanks to Johnny Gargano. I, I don't know else, how, how, else, how to say it, but sometimes when you work with other talents that you have a lot of respect for and that are, are perceived, not perceived, but they're perennial main eventers, like say what you want. Johnny Gargano is a perennial main eventer. We can say Fran XT more, more times than not. He is. He's considered one. To have your back, I guarantee you is talking to them before they're doing their pre-tapes. And when you have someone like that believing in you, it raises your confidence through the frigging roof. It just does. Mm-hmm. Even when the company may not see that confidence give that confidence in you, when you have like a Brock Lesnar or like a big time talent, like a Kurt Angle or somebody like that that thinks the world of you and and tries to put you over in segments, it, it just I'm telling you, your confidence skyrockets, and I think that's what's going on. With Austin because he's coming across just like such a bigger star. His body's in better shape too. Mm-hmm. Everything about him is clicking on all cylinders right now,
0: and I got to eat it. I was wrong about him. He's he's freaking good. Yeah, I really enjoyed, uh, especially the po the, the shenanigans with the under the ring stuff. And and I got, this is where I always I'm, I'm always going to give credit to WWE. And if if we want to compare because it's what we do on Wednesday nights, the two companies right. WWE is so better, and, and and it shows because of rehearsals is how they block shots yes. that that camera had to that yes. camera person had to stay tight on johnny's face and him dragging a set of arms out and then the yeah. way the reveal was i mean because if, if it drops once and, and you, you just get a hint of seeing just Lewis's hair it blows the whole reveal um so i thought this was just so well executed from a from a cinematic versus
2: versus the handcuffs last yes. week in yes. Yes. Call. yes good call justin
0: so no. uh, shout it there. Um a couple uh couple Super questions. chats? Yeah, uh, such we'll get to here is uh Steven Marco in dollar ninety nine. Shotzi Blackheart has a lead vibe, main event act. Question mark.
2: I, I agree with that. I Alita love Vi- Shotzi.
0: Yeah. Yeah, a lot of love for Shotzi. Uh, you know, the the entrance is different, the whole thing. Also, this is a Facebook question. We, of course, I love everybody who's now watching from our Facebook, from our Twitch. Uh, Andy Long saying, Justin Alfred, maybe unknown. Have you guys heard anything about a Mania takeover? I know with COVID and everything, just wondered if you've heard. Uh, yeah, so this year, again, a different situation because Mania, again, two nights, Saturday, Sunday. Saturday is normally when TakeOver would be. Of course, Friday, you have SmackDown. Thursday you think will be Hall of Fame there's talk of is it going to be in person is it going to be virtual Alfred I don't know about you but I the, the the last that I heard when I had checked in with anybody in the know was essentially there might not be a takeover mania weekend and we might actually just see a couple NXT featured matches like an NXT world title match on one exactly. of the two on, on one of the two nights of mania
1: that's the last thing I heard is that we will at the very least get a presence of NXT wrestlers on WrestleMania if there isn't a takeover, but NXT will be part of WrestleMania weekend in some capacity, but it's more likely going to be as part of WrestleMania than, which I think is a bigger deal, especially in the pandemic. It's bigger for NXT to be part of WrestleMania, the actual event, um, instead of having an extra takeover night.
0: I agree. If, if, if I see a, Carrying uh, Cross versus Finn Balor at WrestleMania for the NXT oh, title. Yeah. I think. Uh, yeah, I want to see the Carrying Cross entrance with fans at a, in a mania stage. Oh
1: yeah, fun. yeah. I know you were the one who clued me into the fact that we haven't seen a Carrying Cross entrance with fans in the building, and that's something yeah. I'm waiting to see. I think that'll be amazing. Waiting on it. So after the Kushida Theory match, we don't get in-ring action for about twenty minutes. They're they're really just giving you the hard sell of this pay-per-view. We get a pre-tape with Tony Storm. Uh, she's doing a promo about how she's going to be back uh, as the NXT Women's Champion. Still talking about how she did beat uh, Io Shirai. And so she's telling the women to get back in line. Then we get an Imperium promo, running down all the members so that we know, including the great Alexander Wolf, future WWE Champion. Uh, then we go into Legato Del Fantasmo. They're knocked out backstage. And uh, then you see Scarlett's legs walking and Karrion Cross takes over. And he says, when you want something done right, you do it yourself. And he threatens uh, Santos Escobar ahead of their tilt next week. He's going to say, he says, I'm going to do exactly what I just did to them. Um, Then we get oh Cameron Grimes shows up uh, in a (laughs) white Lamborghini. God, I'm so happy to see this guy. Now, Cameron Grimes is just stunting on everybody. He's got the suit on. He's got his monocles. He's got a hat. He's clearly coming to money. And it's the perfect reason. He comes in there. Showing off all his wealth, and he says he got rich well. off of GameStop. He, he thought <laughs> the GameStop would be a perfect stock to invest in because all I was doing over break was playing video games. And then afterwards, he also invested in the doggy coin. He thought that the dog coin would be great. And of course, he makes all this money doing this. Because this is his gimmick. Before it became a gimmick, he said he went to the moon and he made all kinds of money. Kiss my grits, William Regal. He's dancing <laughs> in the money. He's doing the snow angels with his cash. God, this is the greatest wrestler of all time. I thought this was so funny. Uh, what did you guys think about Cameron Grimes coming back?
2: I couldn't tell. I couldn't tell by your excitement or in order. So <laughs> yeah, I'm completely Alfred. neutral. <laughs> <laughs> No, that's what makes wrestling awesome, man. When something clicks with you like that, it's exciting. It's fun to watch, and you're in. You're all the way in. This is why you watch it, to get through all the crap, to get through the boring stuff. And when you hit somebody like that that's hitting on all cylinders that you want to see finally hitting on all cylinders, finally do it, you know what I mean, be given the opportunity, more importantly. You're like, ah, that's it. That's it right there. That dude is a main event talent. WrestleMania moment waiting to happen. I'm dead serious. Like, that's the kind of vibe I got from that watching him. That was a big time deal, That's what that felt like.
0: Yeah, you know, I'll be honest. When this Cameron Grimes character started, and then having seen the guy, you know, having seen the Trevor Lee is his previous. I didn't movie, like it. Yeah, I, I it, man, I had, I had my doubts. I was just like, what is this? This, this just feels like just jobber life, you know, jobber for life here.
2: With a little bit of haha to it. Yes.
0: Yeah. yeah but, but, but to his credit, man, he has, he has, Took it and he uh, the, the the Jim Ross phrase he's maximized his minutes. Everything he's done, promo or match, he's made this gimmick work. And you know, again, like you know, Br- 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 Pritchard will talk about it. You know, some guy you know you might get strapped with a weird gimmick, but you know, are you gonna are you gonna just try to are you gonna run with it and make it work? Give it hundred percent. And he's given it hundred percent. I don't know if it was his idea. I don't know if it was Triple H's idea. I don't know who it was, but it this works and this was this i literally laughed out loud we all use lol too often i actually was laughing out loud at him watching this go down and and i, I and i'm and i'm curious what's next like yeah. so, now, so now so now cameron grimes like is like a, like a rick flair cameron grimes he's, beverly he's hillbilly. just he's making it rain he's a beverly yeah. hillbilly like you know, like uh, he's like nobody has more money than me in nxt i was almost half waiting for triple h to come out <laughs> like i don't know the the, the, the it's just, it, I love when there's open potential for anything.
1: And you did mention, you bring up a good point because we have to give credit to the writer. Whoever's writing for NXT, there's a lot of very good comedy on NXT. In this show alone, there was more good comedy than you typically see. Uh, so there's clearly a connection with these characters and whoever's coming up with I'm yes. sure the characters have their input too, but there's a lot of good writing on this show that really needs to be commended. You're right. Um, we go to Backstage. Uh, Johnny Gargano is doing his go home promo for Kushida. He's saying that he's not Johnny Takeover, or he's not going to be Johnny Wrestling or Johnny Wheelchair. He's going to be Johnny Takeover and Kushida. Johnny Wheelchair. Yes, I forgot to mention that they were chanting Johnny Wheelchair at him when he was in the middle of the ring. <laughs> 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 but uh, listen, that Johnny uh, Takeover versus Kushida match should be incredible. I'm, I'm very much looking forward to it. Past all the comedy. And then
0: we go to Israel. And and, and real quick, yeah, Kushida's finally coming into his own. And real quick, we got a super chat here. Um, Superfan499. I actually think I can answer this one. Whatever happened to that old WCW announcer, Mark Madden? Always enjoyed him. WWE or AEW should bring him back to commentate on one of their shows. No,
2: they shouldn't. No, we're good. Uh,
0: No, Well, no, Mark Mark is here in Pittsburgh. He's actually the number one afternoon drive uh, radio host here in Pittsburgh.
2: I've always liked Mark, personally, but I'm just we don't
0: no, yeah no, he, and, and, he, and he won't go he won't go to either of them he he, he won't he, he won't be able to do what he does
2: you know what i mean yeah. He's, he's yeah he's, he's he a can't great, be he's a great shock jock he's very yeah. good at it and he can't be himself and do what he does
0: yeah he can't be produced um i i, I talked to mark on a weekly basis do some do still do some work with him uh you know if, he, he's a great on he's a great personality but like mark sa- or matt said he can't be himself so that's not gonna happen he, he's doing just fine in his current gig uh now, if but if you're interested, in Mark Madden, he writes a column for uh, our my company here, triblive.com, uh, twice a week and catches sports columns, triblive.com. So, cheap plug there, Mark's here, he's on 105.9 the X on every afternoon, three to six.
1: Excellent. We get into our main event. This is the Grizzled Young Vets versus Thatcher and Champa. This is a hard hitting match, a lot of MMA transitions and technical moves. And I really love the story of this match because it did play into the finish. In that, Grizzled Young Veterans are such an established, cohesive tag team. Thatcher and Champa are these strange bedfellows who just came back a a couple of weeks ago. So there were a few spots that played into that idea that these grizzled young vets have had tag team experience. The commentators were bringing it up. And the finish came where Champa takes a doomsday device where he flips. And, you know, it's not scary looking or anything, but the man with a surgically repaired neck taking this, he takes it incredibly. And then the ticket to mayhem and the finish plays where uh, grizzled young vets use their tag team know-how to keep Thatcher out of the ring uh, while Champa is being pinned, and he loses. So now we get Grizzled Young Vets versus MSK, two up-and-coming tag teams in the Dusty Rhodes Classic
2: Finals. And two complete polar opposites, which will work fantastically. This is beer money versus Motor City machine guns. Mm-hmm. It, it, yep. it really is. And uh, it's brain busters versus rockers. This is going to be like that type of style, and uh, it's going to be good. You're right. Yeah.
0: Yeah, Grizzled Vets are going to try to headlock this and shoulder lock this and keep it to the ground, and all of a sudden MSK is going to break out and they're going to take them for a ride. This is going to be fun again. I think MSK MSK gets the win, but yeah, this is this is a great this is a great finale yes. of the right babyface group against the right heel tag team. Exactly. Um, and, and yeah, I mean, and, and
2: think, think about that though, really quick, Justin. MSK was just mine and the business on TN or an impact just like what a few months ago, mm-hmm. not thinking, you know, all right, we're here. We're in the middle of the card. they are not doing really doing much with us kind of, sort of they're on every week, but you know, and then boom, a month later about to win a huge W mm-hmm. huge. the huge might be, you know, controversial when I say that, but you know, it, it's a very big tournament. Let's just be honest. It well, is. And, yeah. and they'll win a tournament a month later. Like that's pretty, that's a hell of a month.
0: Yeah, they win a tournament, and that makes them number one contenders for tag titles. And you'd have no—again, this is all on the assumption they win Sunday. Uh, you have no reason to believe yeah. that they—yeah, you have no reason to believe they don't win the titles. Um, so me either. Yeah. I you guys think MSK is going to win? Yeah. Yes,
1: I actually think it's going to be Grizzly Young Vets because they—they they went to the finals yeah. last year, lost, and I think that they're going to
2: complete. They did, Uh, yeah. They did, but but Uh, but I think
0: I think that they did. And commentary noted how this is the second year in a row they're going to the finals. Alfred, I think if they go second year in a row and they lose again, that just that that enables their grizzled young veteran cause of of, we got screwed two years in a row. You know, like I, 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 you know, I can see that. I can see that. But I'm still
1: picking. I mean, I would love to see MSK winning. And this is how you make a star. Like these guys are on their way and winning the Dusty Rose Classic. Like they've been the stars of this tournament. It's my favorite part of NXT every week. Uh, until Cameron Grimes came back, of course. <laughs> but that's your main event, and that was the, to show. the, was the show. To the moon, to the moon. That was his gimmick before it became this huge internet phenomenon. So I'm glad he repurposed it.
0: Kiss my yeah. grits, William. Kiss Google.
1: my grits. <laughs> that was it. I, I did enjoy AEW more. I will say that I thought it was a better wrestling show. But NXT, Johnson. you know, a good go home show.
0: Well, and quick shout out to NXT. Uh, we don't have to go through it because we're, we're about done. I like the hard sell that NXT ended with. Alfred, you and I talked about yeah. it before we started recording.
1: Yeah.
0: And now a commentator standing up, and then they're going through every single match on the card. And then we cut, and then it would be those people kind of like in like taunt mode. If you hit L2 on PlayStation, they're in the taunt mode at each other at <laughs> different parts of the stage. It's a little cheesy, but I kind of like the hard sell they did. I thought this was really like a good investment to what they got going on in the Sunday takeover coming up here. So. Yeah. I, don't definitely. Just to throw that out there. I think
1: they should do that every single takeover. Or you know, WWE pay-per-view should do this too. But uh, I, I really did like
2: that.
0: Yeah. I'm all for it. Um, all right. So that was NXT. That was AEW. We thank you everybody for the super chats. Uh Alfred, I know we've been putting over your John Cena interview, your Forbes.com stuff. Anything else you want to get over that we didn't talk about?
1: Yeah, sure. I mean, just go to Forbes, uh, follow me on Twitter at this is nasty. Thanks for the kind words, and then uh, watch my YouTube wrestling channel, Pro Wrestling Bits.
0: Very good. Matt Morgan? Nope. I'm good. All right. Follow me at Justin LaBar again. Triple H live uh, tweeting of, of the call tomorrow. I'll be on the Wrestling Inc. Daily. Friday morning, I'm on Busted Open with Mark Henry and Dave LaGreca. Uh, and it's Sunday night. We'll be back here on YouTube after Vengeance. Uh, I don't know what combination it'll be, but it'll be entertaining no matter what. Thanks to Manscaped. Thanks to all of you for making it happen. Thanks to my two co-hosts. Be safe. Good night. See you next time.
2: Bye, guys.